Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is in for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, our Marty Cox took the trip up the M1 to take on the Newcastle Knights. Well, within 10 minutes, they lost their skipper, a great player in their fullback, Caelan Ponga. Did that set the tone for the Roosters? Well, no, it didn't, because we just launched another tetathon. That's right, it was a tetathon across the park, all the way led by our skipper, who really picked up the pace. Right across the park, Silky and Bells, young Suwali showed he got in the clear and how good he is going to be. There was so much to like. Young forwards coming on in the Egan Butcher, Matt Lodge showing his dominance in the middle there with JWH. Well, what a performance, what a week. We put 40 on the Knights. Ding dong, which is dead. We're heading to the finals. Well, that's a big call, Bush, but uh, i got to first tip my hat to uh, producer Pat. Unfortunately, he was out by two points, but he did uh, claim, Bells, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a 40 points to 12 victory to the Roosters. So uh, a shout out to Patty. He did, definitely. And I got the text about halftime saying, yeah. I'm going to get this tonight. Yeah. So that was quite funny, but um, well done, Pat. Look, I just want to give a mention to Radio Hub's very own Luke Carey for crossing the stripe. It was great to see Luke back in uh, back in full flight, and I thought he had a really good game. I, I thought he didn't miss a beat, to be honest. He took the line on. Uh, you know, the, I couldn't fault his performance there the other night. Uh, you know, you touched on Suwali'i Bush, but also I thought Toops was pretty strong. Very. You know, scored two tries. Mm -hmm. Robbo talks about his, uh, you know, expertise in the air, and he showed, I think he jumped over Heimel Hunt for the little pirouette. And uh, What'd you call it? <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> Heimel Hunter was I just want you return. to get the pronunciation correctly, that's all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was plenty of good performances and it was great to see JWH back on the paddock. Just on Luke Carey, though, Silky, and, and, and we like to have a good laugh on Roosters Radio with our fans. It was so good to see him get his rhythm back. We know that he's had a, a, a displaced season, of course, with you know some head knocks obviously thrown in there, and it's very concerning. And, and have a look at the concern over the Newcastle captain, Caelan Ponger. As rugby league fans, we want to see the best players out there. Um, you know, So they've got their own stuff to worry about. But Luke just seemed to settle in Bell's... Uh, to the Luke Curie that we know, and it was almost like he'd never left. I couldn't agree more, Bush. Uh, he had a great game, and it it did quieten some critics, I believe. You know, he's been out for a few weeks, and there he was has, some, yeah. you know, talk under the table. How is he? Is he going to come back? Is it that one knock too much? But he has just come back firing, as Silky said, took it to the line, a try, try assist. His kicking game was awesome as well, and I think we missed that. Um, you know, Walker played really well in his kicking game, but, um, yeah, I thought he played awesome. I think what's really telling with Luke Keary is he was interviewed on the field post-match, and just the way he delivered, he said, oh, you know, I'm just happy to be back on the field. 
uh, it was just in the delivery and the, of the message of, of how, you know, he loves playing footy. He said, I copped a few knocks to the head, which was good, uh, which, you know, puts us in good stead as we kind of head towards the finals, you know. But as Victor Radley said uh, last week, one week at a time. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think Kiri at 5'8 just offers, I, I, you know, I know that's been great talk about Joey Manu, but that Coach Robinson just says, there's 30 men that are in this squad and there's 30 first graders at the Roosters. And I love that. And, you know, they get moved around. But we know our best side on the park is Kiri at 5'8". Um, Walker at half, and I think, you know, it doesn't mean, look, you know, we have a, a luxury of you can put Joey Manu anywhere, so I think there's some really, really good decisions for Coach Robinson to make as we get other players back, as we've lost both Billy and uh, Satilli, so, you know, that's going to be interesting. You know what I thought it actually brought to the game was, I mean, Teddy had a phenomenal game, I and I believe that Kiri's presence there gave Teddy the ability to do that. Like he he was able to have the games that he's had so many times previously, but um, I just feel that the confidence of him knowing that, you know, Kiri was there, he was kicking, ball playing and just steering them around the park that Teddy just had a had a cracking game. You'll touch on stats a bit later, but one I'd picked up, I was listening to the, the game on the radio, as a matter of fact, we only missed two tackles in the first half. I think we missed 18 in the total game and, you know, we'll talk about the kind of that last 10 minutes, mm. which was Belief. probably not Roosters football, but... And, and the handling as well, Bells. I don't know what the handling uh, errors were or, you know, what we completed at, but I, I thought just, you know, the, the defence was back for, for 70 minutes of the game, which was good to see because, look, we weathered a, a fair storm there in the first 10 minutes, few issues with discipline, you know, taking the kicker out, I think, twice from memory, um, but we, we absorbed their pressure. Uh, and then, unfortunately, after the, their captain went off, we just ran, ran right, you know, through the middle, around them. It was uh, one-way traffic. Absolutely. And, and you, know, you can see the confidence and belief the whole side's playing with. I want to compliment you two on last week's interview with Victor Radley. I think it's one of our best ever on Roosters Radio. But what I got out of that was where he's headed, how they have a very, very narrow focus and the amount of belief in that team. And I firmly think that Coach Robinson is putting the belief back in their defence, what he used to call at lunches or, you know, he'd go and uh, present to fans home. Defence wins competitions, and I think you'll see that the Dragons, you know, managed to get over the stripe, you know, three or four times, about 20-odd points. You know, Newcastle got over twice, and they are a little bit lucky and a bit towards the end of the game. I think you're going to see us narrow that down to zero because defence is key. Well, they have to, mate, because against the good sides, and look, let's be frank, we haven't beaten one for a while. Uh, we need to play for the full 80 minutes. I think we've said this on the show a number of times, and we've heard the players themselves talk about consistency. Look, there's no argument from me that we've, we are continually improving for probably the last month or so, but we have to continue to improve, and that's based around A, our discipline, and B, our defence. Yeah, but Silky, you've said this for many a year on Roosters Radio, and I like what you say. Trent Robertson is the Bart Cummings. Yep. And and look at the run. You know, yeah. we're, we're all, as Roosters fans, we have this high expectation, you know, 18, 19's bred into us, you know. 2002, 2013, we just got this passion for winning. We've always been up there uh, for a long time, you know. And I think what you'll find this year is they're a different team since Penrith. And you've seen that Penrith game, we all know, could have won. Yep. Didn't, no problem. It was interjection, divine intervention it was, uh, with a whistle in its hand. Yeah. So we now move to the next game, and we've been very, very strong, and we're building and building and building, and the run home is exactly what Victor said. They want seven in a run. They look like they're going to take it. Well, the numbers don't lie, and Bells, obviously, you've got the stats there. How, how did we perform there last week? 
Uh, look, our errors were high. Uh, it was actually 10 all. So to be up 42 to 12 and 10 all in errors, we, we did make a few there. But uh, Verrill's topped the tackle count again. And obviously, Teddy with his run meters was outstanding. I just wanted to touch on what you guys were just talking about defense. Do you think Hargraves may have had something to do with that coming oh, back in? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Look, he, he just has such an I... impact on, mm. the, on the playing group that they rise with him. And he leads from the front. And like I think this combination with Matt Lodge, we've got Lindsay Collins still to come back. What a dominant front mm. row on rotation. Like, I mean, Siwa will be back in a couple of weeks as well. There's four big men that will just wear teams down. Well, Silky, you said it, uh, you know, in the Victor interview, Matt Lodge gets the ball and he would probably run backwards to come off the fence just to go forwards. And, uh, you know, I think Victor called him a weapon and just loves getting hit. That's what you need. And I think Jared is the benchmark. So, I was looking at it the other night thinking, oh my God, if I'm a Newcastle forward and in front of me in the middle is Jared and Matt Lodge, mate, I'm going out the wing. But not only that, if they get the quick play of the ball, then the Teddies and the Sam Walkers and the Sam Verrills get those darting runs from from dummy half. Defensively, you're always on the back foot. And then you spread the ball and you've got your Suwalis and your Tupus and your Manus. So across the field, uh, you know, we've got strike power, but it all comes off the back of those big guys doing the tough carries through the middle. But Phil Silky, it's field position because I take exactly what you say on on attack, but Bell's, you were just talking about defence. Matt Lodge and Jared attack in defence. I know Matt had a, a little, you know, clipped up on, on Carlin Pong. It was an unfortunate incident, but when they attack in defence, so does the rest of the team. Definitely. And I think another one you've got to throw into that mix, Silky, is Connor Watson. I think he's playing Absolutely. awesome. Coming off the back of the big, you know, the, the big boys up the front carrying up and he's tearing them apart. He's he's playing, he's just the last three weeks, I think he's just really having come and hit his stride. You know, it's taking him a little bit to get back into the side and I think he's playing great. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Bells. Well, Silky and Bells, this week in the NRL, it happens to be women in league round. And, and what a gr- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and what a great round it is. I mean, you know, the the women's game, Bells, as you, you know, uh, you know, so proud of and should be being a uh, you know, a player yourself. It's just gone from strength to strength. And I think it's a great opportunity for fans to really respect, appreciate, and honor the great contribution that all women have made. It's not just about those girls that play Origin or won the Roosters Grand Final. We're talking about mums in the canteen, the the single mum and, you know. Washing the jumpers. Yeah, yeah washing the jerseys. Women in the office. Yeah. Grandmothers baking cakes, you know, getting red frogs for the under sevens. We just want to put a big shout out to all the women in rugby league, whether it's daughters watching their dads play first grade, grandmothers, you know, sewing jumpers up or women just working really hard throughout clubs and canteens. And we're talking junior clubs as well as the amazing women in our Roosters camp as well. So thanks so much for your contribution. And Silky, I know this week there's something else special happening for the Roosters, which we've got a special guest to come on. Absolutely, Bush. Yeah, this week we are playing for the inaugural Gotcha for Life Cup, and the man who's put it all together is the Gotcha for Life founder, Gus Wallen, and we're going to be having a chat to him right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio, and joining us, well, he's doing some great work in the mental health space. We first met this guest uh, many years ago. He's been a host of the Triple M Breakfast Show. He was an Aussie Goes Bolly. There's many things. He's commentated Commonwealth Games, Ashes Series, you name it, but he's here today to talk about Thursday night's match the Gotcha for Life Cup. It's the founder of Gotcha for Life, Gus Wallen. Gus, welcome to Roosters Radio. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very uh, very kind of you. Thanks for that. And um, looking forward to chatting to you boys. Now, mate, we're getting you on because uh, a, a bit of a serious conversation before we start talking football. Uh, the charity you founded, Gotcha for Life, back in 2017. Uh, we're playing for the Gotcha for Life Cup on Thursday night against Manly, but 
Can you just take us back to the reasons why you started this charity? Yeah, a friend of mine took his own life. It absolutely rocked me, absolutely nailed me. And I basically didn't talk about it for a very, very long time. And then one morning on the Triple M Brecky show with Maddie Johns and MG, I talked about it and it started a conversation with our Triple M listeners that's never really stopped. And I was then able to do a program on the ABC called Man Up. And then off the back of Man Up, I started the foundation called Gotcha for Life. And um, just over five years ago, we've raised over 10 million bucks and we give it away to people that work in suicide prevention because, uh, you know, the stats are horrible. We lose seven blokes a day every day, two women a day every day, and we've got someone attempting suicide every 28 seconds in this country. So those stats are shocking and they're real and we need to stop it. We need to put a line in the sand and that's why I've decided to do what I've been doing the last five years. So, Gus, you just mentioned the statistics there, nine suicides a day, seven being men, two being female, and your goal for Gotcha for Life is zero suicides, and you do some workshops to achieve those goals. So what do those workshops entail? Yeah, basically, we give you sort of the emotional muscle, I suppose, to get mentally fit. Just like people going to the gym and getting physically fit and fitter physically, we need to give people the skills and the exercises to get mentally fit. So that's what we do in our workshops. They're called Tomorrow Man and Tomorrow Woman. What are the rules around what it takes to be a man and a woman today compared to when the rules were set all those years ago? And also, just like back in the day where you do a Sir John's Ambulance you know, certificate for, for physical first aid, well, we do the mental fitness or the mental health first aids as well. So they're the type of things that we do, and we do them in every single place around Australia now. I've got a hub in every state and territory, and um, I just want more and more people to get mentally fit. And what about the name, Got You For Life, and the logo being a handshake? Obviously, that's about having someone you can trust, you can always turn to. Was that the reasoning behind the name of the foundation? Yeah, absolutely. As you and I have spoken about before, you know, it's all about, you know, finding someone who's got you for life, just not got you for this season or got you for whilst you work at some place. Literally a warts and all conversation you can have with someone um, and they won't judge you. They'll love you no matter what and they won't try to fix you. They'll just be part of the solution to try to get you better. Us blokes have got to get better at looking after each other and not just going to the pub and getting pissed and carrying on. It's actually, sure, that's, we love doing that, and that's no drama. But find a piece of yourself and enough time with someone to have a proper conversation so you're not worrying alone. Worrying alone is the worst thing a bloke can do, especially an Aussie bloke. So we need to get better at sharing how we truly feel about our emotions. Now, Gus, earlier this week you had a chance to address the team. How did that go down? I was nervous. I was so toey. Like I just done the surf life saving New South Wales, a thousand people at a at a hotel near the airport, and then I walked into this room, and all my heroes are there. You know, Robbo was there. Then you got Brett Morris, and then you got all the players there, and they're looking at you, and you're like, "Oh my God, these blokes! Like they're just superhuman to me." So super nervous, but got got the chat out. Sam Verrills was very emotional as well. Um, we had a conversation around his brother, and um, yeah, it was, it was really beautiful, and um, I just told the boys what it's all about, why the Gotcha for Life Cup's so important to me, the different jersey they're going to be wearing on Thursday night, and hopefully it gives them that just little extra 5% that might get us over the line. Yeah, Gus, you touched on the amount of money you've raised uh, in excess of $10 million already for, for the charity. You know, as we speak to you now, you're driving up to Newcastle to address workers up there, uh, uh, you know, in, in mental fitness, and I, I did read somewhere that already – 
Thanks to Unibet, and I think with Shaw Partners, one of the Sea Eagle sponsors, you've already raised uh, $200,000. That's a, it's a great effort. Yeah, it's amazing. Shaw and Partners started the ball rolling. They said, we'll put in 100000 They've been a great supporter of Gotcha for Life for a long time. And then Unibet said, well, we're not having that. We'll, we'll whack in 100000 plus. We've got Gotcha for Life on the Manly jersey, and Unibet have given us their part across the shoulders oh, wow. on the back of the jersey for Gotcha for Life, which is what they've done when Sonny Bill couldn't have Unibet when he had his for religious regions and when Joey Sawali couldn't, um, before he was 18, he couldn't have Unibet. So that's what we've had for a while. The trainers have had Gotcha for Life for years as well. So 200,000 first up. And then, of course, we've got um, the jerseys to... Um, to flog off in, in, in an auction after the game, as well as obviously anyone that wants to support us and the game, knowing that every set will go into mental fitness. Well, mate, how do we help? How do we donate? Uh, you know, the fans would be keen to put their hand in their pocket for such a worthy cause. Oh, we would appreciate absolutely anything. Every 40 bucks is someone else going into a workshop that you couldn't get them in otherwise. So if you go to gotchaforlife.org, there's a donate button there. You can just donate as much as you possibly can. And I appreciate that life has been tough for people, but all I want to do is get that suicide rate down to zero. So if there are some listeners there that can help, we would certainly gratefully accept anything. So moving forward to the game, obviously it's quite fitting, Manly. You're from the Northern Beaches versus Roosters. You're a lifelong fan. Been a bit of a rocky road for both teams so far. How do you see Thursday night playing out? Yeah, I was sort of hoping that both teams would be nestled in the six and this, this game would be a bit of a, you know, not a relaxing one, but one that one of the teams could drop because I do love both teams. And Jake and Tom and the Trojovich family have been family friends for well over 15 years. And then you've got Teddy and Sammy, um, who are, you know, obviously uh, ambassadors for Gotcha as well. So that's why the two teams are playing for the Cup. And obviously it's a huge game. I expected Manly to beat St George, so we'd be on equal points. But um, the Roosters got the job done. I think we'll get the job done again. Obviously Manly with Jake in, it's a different kettle of fish. But I can just feel that we're starting to get some momentum now. I feel just with the 50 we put on the Dragons and the 40 on on Newcastle, I think we could do a job, but it'll be a bloody tough game. And obviously I'll be there hoping for a Roosters win, but also hoping for a really big night and a big crowd and lots of people donating. And so people can feel like, you know, we're not just talking footy, we're doing something even a bit more important than that. Absolutely. Yeah, Gus, I spent two years over at the incident of Peninsula over there, mate. So I know what those fans <laughs> are like at Brookie. But how does a bloke went to Knox Grammar School, grew up on the North Shore, how does he find himself as a red, white and blue star? Yeah, I know. My dad left the family home when I was quite young, moved into uh, Ocean Street, Wallara. Yeah. And uh, my brother and I would go over every second weekend and dad wasn't fantastic with us, to be absolutely brutally fair. He would take us to the movies or out for a feed. And in the footy season, he'd take us to the old sports ground. He'd give us five bucks. We'd get a pie, a chalky move and a, and a Mars bar. And we'd kick the footy around, my brother and I, and watch the Roosters. So I fell in love with them. Um, my brother, not so much. He ended up being a bit of a uh, went to America and loves his NFL. But I love all that as well. But I just got this affinity with the, uh, the Roosters. I love the jersey. I love Daddy Peets and Russell Fairfax, Ian Sherbert, all those blokes. I was like born in 68. So I was seven years old when when they were running around winning premierships. So you know what it's like. You get it in your veins. And I just can't believe that I'm on your show. I can't believe I've had an opportunity to be on the SCG doing some emceeing, talking to Mini, or sometime emceeing some events at the club. I still can't quite believe it. You know, I'm just 
so thrilled to be a part of the club and help in any way that I can. And when they signed off on this with Manly, I literally couldn't quite believe it, you know. So I'm just thrilled and I can't wait for Thursday night now. Well, mate, long may it continue. We wish you all the very best, you know, with the foundation and the great work that you're doing. I know you're someone that Paddy looks up to because of the great work that you're doing in the mental health space. But, mate, good luck with it on Thursday night. I hope you raise a stack of money and uh, best of luck with the rest of the week. Thank you so much. As, as I drive up here to Newcastle and tomorrow morning chatting to the miners and tonight a few more posher people, it just, you know, they're desperate for information on what it takes to be a better man. And I think we all want to do that. I think we all need to park our egos at time and just, you know, look at the most important things in our lives, which are the people we love and adore. And, uh, you know, I really pinch myself that I get a chance to do it. So thanks for having me on your show and let's hope the Roosters win on Thursday and we have a w- wonderful first Gotcha for Life Cup. Yeah, good luck, mate. Thank you. No worries at all. Thanks, boys. Thanks, mate. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, Bells, what a terrific interview that was with Gus Wallen. Geez, he's a likeable character. He could go down as our number one fan. That was fantastic. And just what he's actually doing is fantastic. It's very close to my heart. And um, like, it's just phenomenal that he has raised 200000 just this week so far. And and I just wanted to mention, well done to Unibet, one of our sponsors, who's 100,000 of that is um is from Unibet and they've also given up their sponsorship on the back of the jersey for the game which is which is a big call for them so well done to them but um it touches everybody this mental health and it's um such an important thing to get behind so well done Gus uh well done Unibet and well done Roosters fans to um you know be able to support that on Thursday night Look, it was really nice of him how he, he, he referred to Sam Verrills, who unfortunately lost his twin brother a number of years ago. So I'm expecting a, a really big game from him. Sam's from uh, Avalon, so the Northern Beaches. Mm. He's a Manly junior, as a matter of fact, played his all his junior football up there. So I'm expecting him to turn up and have an absolute blinder there on, on Thursday night. But yeah, look, Gus is doing great work. You know, there's been plenty of... Um, plenty said about this week's game already. We don't have to go there, but I'm really looking forward to the, the matchups, albeit we, we don't know we what don't the opposition is going to look like. <laughs> but uh, one thing I do know is that, you know, the Roosters will have, that they're not distracted by what's going on no. out there. They've got a game of football that they must win. And this is a really important game in the scheme of things as we move towards the finals. Well, it's eighth playing ninth spot. Correct. So it's a huge game for us. And as you mentioned then, Silky, they won't even be thinking about what's happening this week and nor are we. They're going to go and play on – they've got that belief system at the moment, which is just coming through and through, and they'll go and just flog them on Thursday night. Bush, I know you've been reading the energy of the Roosters. Uh, you know, how do you see it this week? Mate, uh, I, I think there's a real turning point in the way they're playing, the style of footy that Coach Robinson talks about, and I think it comes from a belief in each other and getting good players back on the field and getting the combinations together like Hargraves. You said it earlier in the interview, Silky, I'm going to call 40 points on on Manly, so I'm going to give you a score. Roosters, 48, Manly, 6. Wow. Wow. Another 40. That's a big call. It happened when I was a kid too and I loved it. I hated Manly as a kid. Look, I don't think it'll be that big a a score. Uh, Look, of course, Joey Manu back for the Roosters. Mm -hmm. Um, So... 
I do think we can put some points on them. Be interested to know what the weather's like as well. So uh, hopefully it dries up. I know it's fine out there at the moment. So uh, if we can get a dry track, I, I think there is plenty of points in the Roosters. I'm going to say Roosters 28, Manly 12. 28-12, like it. I'm going big. I'm going like um, I'm hitting 42-12 again. I'm going to go the same score wow. as Pat last weekend, 42-12. Well, I know what I'll be doing. If uh, if if I get a little bet on Silky, I'll be putting it on 13 plus with a couple of doubles because that has been the theme over the last few weeks. And uh, I'm Long not, may it continue. And I'm not much of a gambler. I keep telling people I'm going to do these bets, but I don't because I'm not a gambler. Kiri's going to score again. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope they're all right. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our very special guest, Gus Walland. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to, to win. win. It's not how to play the game. They play it hard and fair. Share.